From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Monday, the 11th day of June. Busy week coming up. A lot of golf this week because the U.S. Open will uh, take place out of Chinnacock. So we have uh, all that as the great golfers come to our uh, backyard for a week of competition that will end on uh, Father's Day evening. Uh, So big week for that. And, of course, uh, we... Say goodbye to the Triple Crown for this year now that Justify has uh, done just that. Now given us a uh, second Triple Crown on the heels of American Pharaoh in a uh, terrific performance. And we begin, of course, with the uh, finish, the finishing of part one of the uh, Yankee Met uh, year. Uh, and the Mets really stopping the bleeding. There's nothing else to say. That's exactly what they did. It's not a win that's going to turn their season around. It's not uh, anything that is going to be memorable. But what it did was it finally just stopped what had become just a really an impossible, dreadful slump for this Met team. I mean, in the eight games before last night, they had scored in just seven of 77 innings. Uh, they had been outscored 32-11. to 11. I mean, they had just had so many tough – even the close games, they just couldn't get a hit when they needed it. Uh, I mean, they just had such a terrible – just a terrible run of luck with injuries and compounding the injuries with mistakes and everything else that went on. And really the last two weeks, they have wasted a lot of good starting pitching. I mean, the pen – uh, has had a few moments lately, but not much. But uh, And still on that last road trip was dreadful. But the offense has been the biggest culprit. And although it wasn't anything special last night against one of the top pitchers in baseball, it was good enough uh, on a night where uh, Lugo did a tremendous job. The bullpen chipped in. The ball bounced the right way. Frazier comes up with uh, a big home run. And the Mets are able to salvage a game uh, against the Yankees' best pitcher, and uh, blanked the Yankees in Game 3 after a t- couple of tough, tough losses. So the Mets hit the road, uh, at least breaking that eight-game losing streak and just at, at least not having gotten swept by the Yankees, which would have been a very tough pill to swallow. It doesn't happen. So uh, And they can thank Lugo for his performance, and he's been really good this year, but you got to leave him in the rotation. I understand you need him in the bullpen. I know you'd like to have three of them or four of them, but uh, there's nothing you can do right now. You have to leave him in the rotation. I just think he's needed there until everybody's at least healthy and on their game. If that's the case, then you could think about it. They'll have to make do with what they have in the pen. Hopefully for me, it won't be gone that long. Uh, But they are able to after... Really, a couple of tough losses. I mean, a couple of losses where they were in the Yankee games. We know that. I mean, they were games for the most part that were well-pitched all the way down the line. Um, and at least they were able to salvage one last night. Now, they make the move today with Gonzalez. Bring up Dominic Smith. Hey, bring up Dominic Smith is not a cure-all. That's for sure. It's not going to be anything to get anybody excited. It's not going to excite the base. They're not going to do anything now that's going to excite anybody. What they're going to try and do is just see if they can put one foot in front of the other in terms of uh, just going out and seeing if they can, you know, put together a couple of wins, see if they can get a couple of big hits, maybe get something going offensively. And, you know, 
we know the names where it's got to happen. And with Cespedes going back to Florida, uh, and now who knows how long he is away from playing. I mean, playing is not uh, is not anything worth even discussing right now. So he's not even in the picture. Um, they have to, without any question, they have got to find a way to get something out of the middle of those guys in the order. Now, Frazier, you know, he's a guy that wants to provide leadership, wants to be a vocal guy, wants to be, you know, in front of his locker, wants to be a guy who could uh, maybe see if he can just rally this uh, group a little bit. And for them, he's a solid player. I mean, he's not a, he's not a star, but he's a solid player, and he is definitely someone who wants to lead. So from that standpoint, you'll take that cue. But they need Bruce and they need Conforto to just somehow snap out of it. I mean, Bruce's numbers are just unbelievably bad. I mean, he's got one RBI, you know, in in weeks. He's got three RBIs in his last, like, 110 at-bats. I mean, the home run numbers, the RBI numbers, Conforto's numbers. I mean, uh, if they had outfielders, they might do something with Conforto, but they don't. They don't. They need him here. They just don't have any outfielders. They Right now, I mean, right now, they don't even move Bruce to first base, which is a move they could make now if they wanted to. They probably won't do that because they still need him in the outfield. I mean, that's the way things are going right now, but uh, with Gonzalez down, it opens up first base. We'll see if Smith, if he gets a chance, could get something going. Uh, they don't have really a lot in terms of firepower. We know that. Uh, you know, they still have some moves they can make here. Everyone is all hung up on Reyes. Reyes is a afterthought on this team. You're talking about really the last man on the roster. All right, they can go put a younger guy in the role. Go ahead. If they do, fine. If they don't, fine. It's, Reyes is not going to decide what, you know, isn't going to be a decisive factor on what happens with this team. He really isn't. He might annoy some people. I don't know. Some people seem to worry more about Reyes than they worry about anybody else. Who cares? He's not a big factor. He's not going to play very much. I mean, if Cabrera's hurt, then it's a different story. Then you've got to bring somebody up who can play every day. Reyes is not going to play every day anymore. And he's really not going to contribute very much. And maybe they're going to dump him. I don't know if they are or they aren't. I, that I don't know. Gonzalez. Uh, I thought was going on its way out the door. I don't know if that's true with Reyes. I haven't heard that. Um, uh, you know, they they're fond of Reyes. You know, they 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 definitely are. He knows now that he doesn't have a you know long term future, and he's not out there fighting for a position or anything like that. He just wants to be part of the team. Uh, and again, he's got to do much better. We know that, and he's really not fit for that role. Uh, but. He is not what you're worried about right now. What you're worried about right now is finding a way to get the middle of your order straightened out to see if you can somehow find a way to get Cespedes back to the major leagues, find out a way to get Bruce back to among the living, and find out what the heck is going on with Conforto. That's what's got to happen for this team. Otherwise, it's not going to get any better. I mean, we know they, they're lacking in depth in the bullpen. We know that. The familiar injury, you know, makes it that much tougher. Plus, taking Lugo out of the pen and putting him in the rotation makes it even tougher. They clearly need a stronger bench, but they need a stronger everything. They are a team right now that has nothing in the way of offense, is marginal in the pen, and does have some starting pitching, especially when everybody's healthy and pitching in anything but the toughest of luck, which is what the Grom has done all season long. 
For the Yankees, it was, you know, just another weekend. Nothing to worry about. Could he have gone long with Severino? Yes. He didn't push it. I know people are getting a little fed up with Sanchez. So what? You wait. Listen. Hasn't had a great season this year. We know that. We know what the issues are. I wouldn't worry about him. I don't worry about him offensively at all. Defensively, it's the same, you know. We know what it is. We know what it isn't. I'm not worried about that. I, I don't think you have a whole lot of worries when you look at that team, except in the idea of what your long-term plans are in the starting pitching. That's the only thing you're worried about there with what has been a tremendous, tremendous you know, start to the season. From the uh, from what Severino's given you, what you've gotten from certain guys out of the pen, obviously what the kids have given you in the lineup, what Torres has given you in Andujar, so from that standpoint, they're exactly where they want to be, but we know there's a new face somewhere along the way going to be coming their way. Uh, that still could be a month away, though. They don't have to rush. We know that's the case. So it's always a time when you get to June and you look and you take a, a peek at where these two teams are. The Yankees are right where you expected them to be, battling a very good Red Sox team. You know, the Indians this year, which is one of the reasons why I picked them as an under. The number was, first of all, astronomical. It was 95, or 94 and a half. Uh, and they could win 90 games and win the division by 10. That's the division they're in. Houston is getting a surprising fight from Seattle, but uh, they will go off and win their division. But again... I think the two best records will be in the East because the Yankees and Red Sox are going to push each other to win this division, knowing that the downside is just very risky, knowing what that one-game playoff means. And that's why this setup is perfect because you want people to push to win the division title. You don't want to make the wild card a comfortable answer. You want the wild card to be a quarter-last resort, not to be a safe, comfortable place to land as it used to be. Now it's not that anymore. So you want to try and win the division, and the Yankees and Red Sox are going to go full bore. And the Red Sox, let's be honest, they have done a tremendous job this year. You look at guys who are having just unbelievable seasons for them. You know, they seem to to score at the top of the lineup every single day with the guys they have there. I mean, they really had a, you know, one, you know, from Betts and Martinez, and guys have just given them an enormous season. And they're a very good team. And both teams will probably do whatever they have to do to get a little better. And they'll push each other past 100 wins this year. That's the year they're going to have. And it's going to be a fun summer as they chase each other right through the whole summer. I doubt either one will run away. I don't think that division will be decided by a whole lot of games. And I think they're both headed to the postseason. And one's going to have to settle to host a wild card game. But that's the way it goes. And that's better than winning 100 games and going home. But when you look at it now... It's a reason to push as hard as you can to win a division title. And that's why they'll chase each other all the way through the second half of June, all of July, into the dog days of August, and then finally into October. This could be one of those really fun, it probably will be one of those really fun Red Sox-Yankee summers, which is about the, you know, start to percolate around 100 games. Around there is where you'll start to worry about what the Red Sox did today what they're doing tonight, what they're going to do tomorrow, and it becomes a little bit of a day-to-day action through the last 60 days of the season. That's still a little ways away. But both teams are sizing up exactly what has to happen to get the best of the other. 
in what is a very strong league at the top and obviously a very strong division at the top, both having wonderful seasons. For the Mets, you know, they're going to have to come to reckon with how they want to deal with this. And, I mean, I know that they brought Omar back to go out and find some young players. That's his job. He's not going to become the general manager of this team, as some people are thinking he is. He isn't. Omar's there to go find some young players. Uh, that's his challenge. That's his job. Go out from the amateur draft all the way through to find young players and put them into this organization. That's his job. He's got an eye for talent. That's what they want him to do. He's not going to be the general manager of the team. But he's going to try and see if he can replenish what is a team that needs talent. Are they going to trade off one of these guys? I doubt it. Every indication I get is they're not. Can that change? I guess it's possible. But I just don't think they're going to move in that direction. I don't think that's where they want to head. Uh, right now, I think they want to try and build around Syndergaard and DeGrom rather than trade one of them. And if they don't, that means it's going to be a very quiet rest of the season. It's going to be a very quiet rest of the season anyway. Atlanta and Philly have arrived quicker than anybody would have thought. Washington's going to get better, not worse, as they go forward. And the Mets, with this team, couldn't finish 500. It would be a miracle if they did. By the time they get anybody healthy or everybody healthy, uh, it'll be too late, and I don't even know if they can do that. And if they did, it's still not enough. So it's going to be a quiet rest of the season from their standpoint. They can hope and dream, and you can too as a Mets fan. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, they still got a lot of games to play. But they have a lot more questions than they do answers, a lot more holes than they do ways of filling them. So the Subway Series in the books, we'll talk about it when we come back. 